Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Daniela, and today I'm joined with a guest. Hi guys, I'm Paula. Yeah, so, do you want to explain more about yourself or no? I will. Um, I'm 13. I'm in grade 7. And I'm just special. Okay, um, yeah, so Paula's my sister. So basically, the plan for this episode is that we don't have any. This one's just going to be, you know, a conversation with my sister and just catching up. I guess we'll talk about the coronavirus because it's, like, taking over everybody's life. So <laughs> You said that with so much, like, anger. <laughs> <laughs> I am angry. I have to spend my 13th birthday in quarantine. That's true, yeah. Okay, so when it first <laughs> wait, stop <laughs> I just had a memory of the way you were crying because you couldn't get a cake. <laughs> we don't need to discuss that. Uh, no. no, go into that. How did it feel like um not being able to I guess hang out with your friends and um and celebrate your thirteenth birthday, which Honestly, it's a pretty special one. Like, turning 13, you know, you're finally a teenager. So, at first, when this coronavirus started, I was like, this better not overlap with my birthday because it's not going to work for me. So, when did so, it first start? When did we first go into quarantine? It was, it was March, right? I remember. Yeah, March. Around March? March 13th. You have the specific day? Yes, it was Friday the 13th. Everybody <laughs> forgot how to act that day. Oh my gosh. People were putting hand sanitizer on iPads, washing their hands every five seconds. No, that was me. Hmm? That was literally me. Like, I went to, um, I came. I was part of them. I, exactly. I went to my lectures, like, with the thing of Lysol and, like, wiped down all the desks. Because, like, you could just feel something in the air. You just knew that mm-hmm. something was going to happen especially with so much talk of like other universities shutting down around that that like mid-March time so okay but continue I was telling everybody to stay away from me and so then I was chilling at home it was the weekend and my mother tells me on the news that school's canceled I was like okay bet I was excited and the month of April rolls by. Uh, it was something, it was a whole nother story. They did not want to get me anything online, did not want to take me anywhere. And I was frustrated. I was like, they really want me to be upset. They really want me to cry on my birthday. They, they want me to be pressed. <laughs> you sound so conceited. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not conceited, but, um... Paula, it was a whole entire pandemic, and you were crying because you couldn't get a cake. Uh, Mom even, we literally offered to make you a cake, but you wanted Dairy Queen. Was it a good cake? (laughs) Okay, that's a whole other discussion, but... I'm definitely not, like, I know there was a reason for the quarantine. I stayed home, I did my part. There were some people posting on their Instagram with their friends. Okay, don't call anybody out, but yeah. I'm not. The wiser thing and the more caring thing is to respect, you know, the government. 
um, regulations and rules and just be, be safer and think about yourself, think about your family, think about the public and just, you know, be quarantined and be safe if you do have to go outside. Like if it's a necessity to go outside, you just have to take the necessary precautions. But yeah, go on. Yeah, because like I know people that live with their grandparents who already are having a compromised immune system. And what if they're out grocery shopping and you who decide to go hang out with your friends who Lord knows where they've been, they catch something and spread it to their grandparents. Like Exactly. Yeah, there's a there's a bigger, like, you know, you have to think of the bigger community. Okay, so yeah, you do. Anyways, about my birthday, I got over it. I lived. Did you get over it? Because I feel like you're still holding on to that resentment, to be fair. I don't know who is. It's not me. <laughs> it's you. You can hear it in no. your voice. Uh, I- I'm fine. Yeah, you are, you're coming off a bit. Maybe conceited is a bit too harsh of a word to say, but it was your birthday. It was supposed to be, you know, a pretty special one. Um, 13. I know you were really excited for it. Like this, I'm telling you, Paula, my sister, this girl is a type of person to start counting down the days till her birthday, like a good 11 months in advance. Literally, you even know when six months after your birthday is. She calls it her half birthday. It is. Is it not? (laughs) You're a different breed, Paula. I don't understand it. Explain yourself. You know, I was just really excited to be 13. Get some gifts. What would you have done if there was no coronavirus? I would have gone to the mall, had a nice cake, (laughs) and I would have just been flexing on everybody with the new things I got. But obviously, I cannot do that. Like what? With whose money? Dad. What are you getting? Well, the details were not finalized, but I was going to flex when we came back to school. Flex what? Lululemon leggings that he refuses to buy? <laughs> um, why, whatever why, okay. I thought it was going to be flexed. Paula, you sound okay. First of all, don't kid yourself. You knew that the most <laughs> they were going to get you was literally a Bible. I still would have posted that Bible on my story and I said, it's my birthday. <laughs> okay. Um, do you think that the quote unquote, I don't know how to phrase it. Do you think that the concern, like the huge amount of concern, the shutting down of everything because of coronavirus was justified? You know, we've been basically in lockdown for like a good, how many days has it been? I heard somewhere that it's coming close to like a hundred days. Do you think it's justified? Honestly, I think it is. Like, obviously, like if we had still been in school, I'm not going to say anything like bad, but sometimes I'll be walking past the bathroom and I just see people skipping, washing their hands. So obviously the coronavirus would have been spreading and spreading and and there would have just been more and more cases and if you're going to protect some people from being sick go for it tell everybody to stay home yeah i agree from me don't come near me with your sickness don't i agree especially considering how like fast it was spreading and like Mm -hmm. the rate of contraction and just how like unknown how many unknowns there were concerning like how it spread, if you could, you know, still be asymptomatic and still spread and stuff. I think that the 
I think that the initial reaction was justified and it was just like a precautionary measure. But then you do have to raise the point of like all the small businesses struggling, you know? Yeah. And people, some people even losing jobs, people not being able to feed their families. You know? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're really, we're pretty lucky in Canada that we do have like, you know, the, what's it called? Emergency response benefit. I don't know. Of course you don't know. Okay. We're pretty lucky. <laughs> We're pretty lucky in Canada that we do have like our emergency response benefit. So that was able to help, you know, a good chunk of people out. But yeah, there were a lot of people that are were suffering financially. But anyways, like I was going to say, that's like, I can't like hold on to my birthday thing. Like, that hard like I still had family around me and I still had like my friends wishing me happy birthday and because of the coronavirus obviously people lost their jobs and they're yeah away and they're people their losing family. like their lives people losing their lives yeah, people yeah people are losing their lives so yeah you can't be you know you have to think of the bigger picture yes. I'm glad you came to that you know I'm glad you came to that conclusion Okay, let's talk about the present. Um, how are you currently dealing with um, being stuck inside? I know that. Wait, before you before you give your answer, I know that um, a lot of places have started, you know, opening up again. I think is reopen. I, I'm pretty sure is stuck. Jesus, look at me, about to expose the city I freaking lived in. <laughs> the lot of Jesus. <laughs> No. Yes. Keep it in. Bleep out. Um, Bleep out. 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 What, what was I even saying before? I don't even remember uh, now. The city is opening up. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so what do you think? <laughs> wow, that's so funny. Okay, yeah, so how are you feeling about um, being stuck right now? And obviously the city we live in has started opening up again. So um, regulations are, you know, Regulations are still in place. Like, I'm pretty sure for most places, you still have to do, like, two meters or, like, which is six feet. So, you know, six feet apart. Even church. Like, um, do you remember on Sunday, our pastor was talking about the fact that they are, like, worship gatherings and churches are allowed to meet in person, but they do have to follow the guidelines. So, um, so I think... But they chose to still continue, you know, going online just for the ease of things until they finally figure out a way to, you know, be implementing these regulations. But yeah, what are what are your thoughts on um just staying in? Like, how have you been dealing with it so far? I feel like I've been like, I've just been living my life. I have my little routine at home that I'm following. And I think it's great that it's like slowly starting to open up again and like businesses are like especially the small ones yeah but that does not mean you can be careless and go out without your mask and just 
be careless, being all up in everybody's personal space. You still have to take precautions. You really do have to take precautions. But um, explain more. What's your routine been? I mean, let let everyone listening know what your routine's been. For sure. So I wake up, I go on Netflix, and then I come downstairs and I do my Chloe Tang abs in two week workout because if I don't come out of quarantine snatched, there's gonna be a <laughs> problem. Uh, then I okay. Wait, how do you define snatched? My waist. <laughs> so you want abs? For sure. Okay. How's that work? Oh, speaking of Chloe Ting, like talk about the fact that she's grown a lot over quarantine. Chloe Ting, if you didn't know, is a YouTuber. She does um at home workouts, and basically her channel went from how many subscribers? I feel like oh, like two million. So she already had something good. Yeah, like ten million. Yeah, she went from like two million to ten million subscribers because of the fact that a lot of people are um, the gyms are closed, so a lot of people are just working out at home. Um, but how, okay, so let everyone know how you've been struggling with her workouts because literally this morning, I woke up, and, and literally for the past three months, I've been waking up to the sound of Paula being so loud and like breathing heavily and like literally stomping on the floor because my room's in the basement and she works out upstairs like the floor directly above me so like my ceiling is a floor that she's hitting while she's doing all these workouts so I wake up to that banging noise like every single day for three months but today I woke up and, <laughs> and I went and looked at her and it was Paula and our other sister and these girls were dying because of the workouts okay let me tell you about her workouts so she loves to not give people rest. So it'll be high knees for 30 seconds, straight into the in and out squats, jumping, and she loves to give a 10 second rest. Five second rest. Let me catch my <laughs> breath, Chloe. Let me catch my breath. I can't even breathe. It's not fair. Like, ooh. I can't get over it. That's funny. And the fact that you told me that she's literally, she's like in her 30s. That's not okay. That's just- she's in her 30s, and she's this active, and you, a 13-year-old, are struggling. I don't know if that says more about her and how well she's doing like, and how active and fit she is or how poorly you are as a 13-year-old. That's not it. Mm. <laughs> That's it's not you. it. It's not me. It's you. I don't know. It's not me. <laughs> you would struggle. No, it's not me. Uh, I'm teasing. I probably would. I'd struggle, too. I haven't worked out at all during this quarantine it's some i'll definitely start it you know i think there's like seven days till july so i'll definitely start it in july let me talk about my routine okay let's hear it um yeah so my my routine has been pretty much um wake up do university work you know, go to lectures on the days that I have lectures on Zoom. Speaking of Zoom, I actually hate that thing. Like, I'm so sorry. I, I'm ready to cancel Zoom. And not cancel, like, oh, you know, roast them on Instagram, call that. I'm ready to, like, actually find a way to hack into the thing and delete that freaking website. 
I hate it so much with a passion. What? I'm so tired of Zoom calls. And the fact that, okay, so we have like the, we have the worst Wi-Fi in our house. I don't know why we're paying for this Wi-Fi. How did it get it's so bad? It's actually trash. I don't I know. recall it being like this. It wasn't this bad. It was literally the second we hit quarantine. That's when all the Wi-Fi networks decided to be like, psych, we're going to have problems. Even like, even like professors are having like so many issues with Wi-Fi. And I feel like but every the, time you call, they just make it worse just to. Just to annoy you exactly. at this point. It's literally to annoy you. Like, what do you mean? I call you like literally like three times a week asking you to fix my Wi-Fi and each time it gets worse. Like, I know you're doing it on purpose at this exactly, point. Exactly, they are. But anyways, about Zoom. Yeah, I'm just fed up with Zoom. Like, there's literally this thing called Zoom fatigue, and, like, researchers are literally starting to research how Zoom and FaceTime and all this online activity is, like, affecting people's mental health, but also physical health. Like, literally, I get off of Zoom lectures, and I feel like I just fought a war. Like, I'm ready to just pass out on the floor and just lay there for, like, a good week and a half. Zoom, I have some things to say about Zoom. So, obviously, I've been kicked out, like, a bunch of times, but tell me why I was scrolling through TikTok, and I see steals your information, steals your iCloud, deleted that. Really? Yes. So, I did not go to my Zoom meetings. But so, you did skip school? I didn't skip. Are you admitting this? <laughs> I didn't uh, skip. Your mom to hear that you skipped school? I did not skip. They- they didn't even do anything in the Zoom meetings. They really didn't. They would just talk. It was never any. They were all. Oh, yeah. How's. They barely did anything. How's, like, um classes and stuff? Are you done classes, though? Now? Like, are yeah, you officially done school? Hmm? Honestly, I really don't know. I think school was supposed to end <laughs> on the 26th. But now they're just giving us, like, optional work. So I'm done. <laughs> She says she heard optional. She's like, I'm done. Exactly. The summer. But how was um how was like online learning in the past for you? I don't know why they wanted to assign me more work than I would have done at school. I know. Like it was really unacceptable. It's actually a madness. There it was crazy. Like first when it happened, they just said, Here, here's like twice as much work. They have to do t- not even twice. I'll say five times as much work as you have to do, and it was it was uncalled for for no reason. Exactly. And it was like, oh, let me not be. I don't want to be saying this to call out, you know, <laughs> my institution. But sis, it was like it was very unstructured. Period. <laughs> it was so unstructured. It didn't make sense. You're giving me like five times as much of the work but like no no explanation no resources mm-hmm. and granted okay I'll give them you know I'll give them a bit of slack because this was first when everything was you know going on and first when we started quarantine and transitioning into like doing university online so of course there's going to be hiccups with running things mm-hmm. but it was like it was like damn like some of these professors don't even know how to use zoom like you mean to tell me the same professor that can't you know work a youtube video in the lecture hall is not supposed to come and do online a whole entire online you know course right like make that make sense like it's not gonna happen online school was just something else do you think you would do well in online school i for sure would but not 
unorganized like this. It was, it was not good. And those quizzes, I don't know what they think thought was gonna happen. What? Like, um. Okay, I'll just say it. I found some little answer keys for my social worksheets. Paula, are you admitting? No, I did not say. I never, ever, ever said that I used it. But I'm gonna find it. You didn't use it, but you found it. Yes, I found it. Just a simple Google search. I found it. So. I like to say I don't condone any of this behavior. I'm all about academic integrity and academic honesty. So, Paula, I'm so disappointed in you. Yeah. Allegedly. If you did do this, allegedly, I'm disappointed. Well, I never, ever, ever, ever admitted <laughs> using those worksheets. I just said I found them on the Internet for everybody to see. <laughs> they were just uncovered. <laughs> Uh, okay um what do you think about the future like there's a lot of talks about how like we may even be seeing the effects of coronavirus last for a good two years what do you think the future is going to look like especially with things reopening like um I just got an email. I don't know if it's set in stone, but from what the university emails seem to be saying, most of the most of our lectures and stuff are going to be online, but some of it might be in person. So what do you think like, you know, junior high and elementary schools are going to be doing? Honestly, I don't know, but I truly I think they're going to like tell us like by like August 1st if we're going to go back to school, like the building <laughs> they tell you a month before yeah but if if we ha- i have to do online school again i don't know how that's gonna work hopefully they they make it better but yeah i think it'll be a lot more organized because now they have experience and shout out to all the teachers out there honestly like i know you guys did not sign up for this but you know, you're still trying to make it work. Even though we clown on you sometimes, we do appreciate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you couldn't even say it with your full mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my teachers just want to have an attitude with me, and I don't like it at all. Like, <laughs> but, okay. you know, they're doing their job. I appreciate you. Yeah. But do you think, like, if you had to predict a time where you think everything's going to be back to normal pandemic wise, when do you think that's going to be? Um, with everything opening up, I'd like to say, like, I think September things will be like, what? Open. but well, I'd like to say September because. Okay. It, things might be open, but do you, don't you think that there's still going to be a bit of like, um, reservation with regards to you know just going up and like shaking strangers hands and stuff oh my gosh what was the world even before coronavirus like i know it seems like a completely new era Mm -hmm. but i feel like honestly i don't know what the future holds if it's gonna be next year if the coronavirus is just suddenly gonna go away i really don't know me neither. 
I don't know what the future holds, but I'm glad that we're safe. Yes. That's all that, you know, matters at the end of the day, that we're being safe and protecting ourselves. Yeah. And the fact that we're healthy. Yeah. So obviously, maybe if you guys haven't listened to the last um, episode, I definitely recommend you should. But as you know, it's been about a good month of constant ongoing protests and calling people out and um, activism on on social media platforms and stuff regarding Black Lives Matter. So um, not really to get into it too much, because I definitely think in the future we can really delve into it so much more. And it's definitely a movement that we still have to, you know, keep supporting. But um, one thing I wanted to ask your thoughts on is the fact that, you know, people's Instagram feeds are going back to normal. And what are your thoughts on that? Should they be going back to normal? When's an appropriate time to be going back to normal? Um, Do you look at people differently when they start posting about themselves and stuff like that? Let me think. Okay, so I feel like... How do I say this? When I don't really look at people a different way if they're posting their selfie but it's definitely important to still be like showing your friends or whatever places where they can donate or sign petitions or because there's still a lot of problems in the world not just black lives matter so many more problems in the world so this it can't really die down and normal or whatever that was it didn't work we need to find a new way to do things that's true and somebody brought up a great point um just because someone's not posting online or posting on social media doesn't mean that they're not doing anything like kind of like I mentioned um in the last episode but there needs to be a lot of like personal self-reflection and self-education if this is something new to you and you're just becoming you know aware of injustices going around going on um so self-reflection is a huge component of it educating your friends educating your family doing things like actually being registered to vote and learning about who is representing you in the government and learning what their morals and ideals and what they have planned for society and the economy are and stuff like that. So it, um, you know, not everything has to be shown on social media. Obviously social media is a great tool to get the world, to get the word out. But yeah, like there's so many people that have been donating and don't post it on social media. Like, to be honest, when celebrities and all these, you know, famous people screenshot um, the receipt of, like, their donations and stuff like that, I understand that they're trying to prove a point and maybe be uh, even be encouraging other, you know, celebrities and famous people to be donating too. But sometimes it doesn't have to be, you know, broadcasted like that. Of course, you have a platform. Of course, you have influence. So anything you can do, um, to use that influence for good and spread awareness is amazing, but it doesn't always have to be, you know, online. I feel like provided you're doing something and trying to make, ch- bring change, 
provided you're doing something and actually trying to bring change, even if it's as small as having a conversation with family members, friends, and or even just really digging in deep and thinking about what you can do. I feel like that's, you know, that's a good way to go about it. And it's all about the everyday steps because let's not forget, like racism has been around for a long time, a long time. And as optimistic as I wish I could be, I don't think it's going to, you know, vanish soon or be, you know, be dismantled quickly. So that's why I think the everyday steps are very important. Okay. I think we're going to call it a wrap. Um, Thanks for listening. Um, before I end, though, I know this. Um, I know this episode was a lot lighthearted. This doesn't take away from the fact that there's still systemic racism. Um, we need justice for so many Black lives. There's still a humanitarian crisis in Yemen and so many other countries, and there's still injustice against the Indigenous community. Please continue to give momentum to the movement. Make sure you know you're still having conversations with your friends and family. Make sure you're continuing to educate yourself. Make sure you're continuing to write letters to your members of government. And yeah, bye. Bye.